0: This is the In This League Fantasy Podcast Network.
1: He's going for the corner!
0: He's got it! Your home for fantasy college football. Online at InThisLeague.com Find the podcast on iTunes, TuneIn, Stitcher, and SoundCloud. Get In This Podcast now with your host Bogman, and CFF expert, Blaze. Hello and welcome to the In This League College Fantasy Football Podcast. I'm your host Scott Bogman. You can find me on the Twitter at Bogman Sports. I'm joined by Blaze Snopley at Lord Underscore Blazer B L A S E R. And uh, Blaze, I mean, tough Saturday for you, man. Penn State just didn't have it.
1: it yeah, it was it was tough. I mean, season's not over yet. Uh, I mean, they get another ranked opponent this week in Indiana, and uh, at the end of the day, they got to beat Ohio State. They always had to beat Ohio State. Um, so there's still hope, but it was <laughs> it was definitely a, a bummer. Boy, it really sounds like there's, there's hope. <laughs> you're like, I
0: mean, there's still hope. They got to be at Ohio state. You
1: know, I just, I have images and nightmares of Justin Shorter playing football it's burned into my brain. <laughs> he was so bad, man. I, I honestly, like if you're in a dynasty league, just drop him now. Cause he's not going to be anything. Oh, he's going to be a man. bust.
0: Yeah, I mean, it was uh, it was a bad day for Penn State. I mean, and
1: he didn't catch anything they threw at him. They they came out. Franklin was like, oh, short is going to have a big game this week. Opening opening drive. Throw him a slant. He's wide open. It hits him right in the hands. He drops it very next play. They throw that um, deep ball over the seam uh, like j- just jump, make a play on the <laughs> ball. And uh, what's his name? Winfield like. Five, all five nine of Winfield out jumps him and just was like, "I like go for the ball."
0: Antoine Winfield standing
1: flat footed, shorter I did, standing flat footed, waiting for it to fall in his hands. Like go get the ball.
0: Do you remember Antoine Winfield Senior?
1: Yeah, not specifically. Him, right? Like I know I remember his name, but I don't remember him as a player. He played
0: for the Vikings for a long time, uh, cornerback for the Vikings. So and then I think at the I feel end like of his a career, Madden.
1: He, is probably why I know him more than anything. <laughs> I think he signed with the
0: Niners at the end. If I'm not mistaken, another Vikings corner, but uh, he signed with the Niners. Uh, so, um, yeah, I mean, just a tough day. It sucks, you know. What do you think of the uh, the CFP poll and uh, Alabama being fifth?
1: They, when you just look at the raw schedule, it's like they don't have signature wins and. Uh, yeah. You know, they keep talk up there. They kept talking about it today and on every like talking head show. Um, I test and I I get that, but it's just it's tough. Like if LSU's your big game, Auburn isn't really like it'll be big from a rivalry perspective, but you can't make them ranked any higher than they are when you play them.
0: Right, right, exactly. So. Uh, you know, LSU, Ohio See, there's State. There's still so
1: many more big games.
0: Oh, yeah, exactly. And that's why, like, on— It's a
1: waste uh, <laughs> of time. All this college football playoff <laughs> stuff, it's all just for the media to have— like, for ESPN to have something to talk about. That's all it well, is. Well,
0: sure. Yeah, you're 100% right about that. But it, it, it also, I mean, it gives us topics. You know what I mean? So I, I, I'm, I'm okay with having it week 10. I think the preseason rankings are kind of weird, you know, Uh, And they're kind of written up for last year. So it's harder for those uh, teams that don't come ranked on it to get back up in there unless they have a big win. And then even then, what is a big win early in the season? So kind of surprising that uh, Minnesota is just one spot ahead of Penn State.
1: They had to do that. They had to do that. No, no, I knew that. They won the heads-up matchup. Well, I
0: understand that. But who have they played
1: this year besides that game?
0: I'm just surprised that, uh, yeah, but they don't have a loss. I mean,
1: They still have Iowa and Wisconsin the next two weeks. I don't know. Penn State's already been through the core of their gauntlet. That's why they got to fourth because of the strength of schedule stuff. Minnesota hasn't really played anybody. That was their first big game, and they won it.
0: Who did Utah lose to? Uh,
1: Because Utah
0: is a one-loss team. I know Oregon lost to Auburn. So I can see them be- being behind Oregon, I can see them being behind Bama. I can't remember was didn't was it USC to beat Utah? No, I have to go look. I know. Um <laughs> but uh yeah, It was USC. Was it USC? Okay. So yeah. yeah, I mean I I just I figured they would be ahead of Utah with USC being the Utah loss. So not that USC is terrible, but they're not, you know, it's not Utah, like Utah Oregon. Not like losing to LSU or losing to Auburn like Alabama and Oregon did. So uh, and I mean, Georgia being ranked with their one loss being against South Carolina and being ahead of Alabama is kind of a little bit surprising, too. But I mean, you can turn on literally anything and hear people talking about this. I love the fact that uh, Deion Sanders is tied to Florida State, that it's my (laughs) absolute favorite thing in the world. Because I want to get him off television so much, so please, Florida State, hire Dion. Sick of him being on NFL Network. I don't know if they'll put someone better than him in there, but I'm willing to roll the dice to see who they put in there instead of Dion for the the post Sunday games because I can't stand him. What do you don't think watch about it. that? When can't you watch heard
1: it. it. Yeah, what? I mean, I think it'd be it'd be cool. He'll give a lot of. Uh you know, media snippets and everything from a press conference perspective. Um, I, I don't know. like. would <laughs> be great really for recruiting. That, yeah, he will be great for recruiting, but, like, what kind of staff do, does he bring in? Like, we doubted Herm Edwards, but, like, when you talk about, like, work ethic and, like, that dude was a, co- a head coach at the NFL level and right. worked his way up to that, like— it's just like with any job. Like you don't just say, like, "Yeah, I'm gonna be an accountant today." Like I was good at math. <laughs> like, no, it doesn't work like that. Like, there's part of like learning on the job and having some level of experience. Like, just being a player doesn't mean that you can step in at the highest level and be a head coach. Ed Reed's another one that that really wants to do the same thing.
0: Yeah, I mean, that's just you got to go through the proper channels and steps, right? I mean. I just, Look making him more head coach to, is gonna be great for recruiting, but is it good for on the field? I I don't know. You have like to have I get really being good a
1: position coach. Right, right. You being have to have a really position coach where you're straight tutoring like mechanics and how to read things and like head coaching is more about like managerial, like making sure the culture's right and like what your day-to-day practices, the flow of things, like being able to recognize, like when you need to speak to specific players, like micromanaging and also like giving your assistants autonomy. Like, I don't know. I just, I, I feel like that's something that is gained o- with experience, not from just being a former player.
0: Now, uh, not he-
1: that being a former player doesn't help.
0: Oh, sure. it helps a certain yeah.
1: component, but I just think being a head coach is different.
0: It is. I, uh, in you know, I I just don't know how Florida State would do that. Like, how do you go from because you're going to have qualified candidates, you know, that want the job. And how do you go from them to, well, this guy's popular on the NFL network and on TV. So let's put him in here. I just I couldn't do it. But well, they're um, clearly
1: being driven by the boosters. So. It's very possible that, that some of these rich people that that's what they want. They want the. But the how are the rich po- people that
0: dumb that they want Dion? I guess it's because they spend yeah, their are whole. We Yeah, uh, so. yeah, that's true. I, I guess it's just the, uh, you know, if if that is the case, it's that they're spending their whole day doing whatever it is they got to get rich instead of paying attention to head coaching stuff. Because if they were, they wouldn't want Dion.
1: But, I think uh, it's just like, Taggart, it, what, what's the, what were the biggest criticisms, right? It's like players not getting better, um, just like control over everything that's going on. Like, I don't feel like Dion is going to address the concerns that you have.
0: No, he won't.
1: He, You're he, trying to bring somebody in like P.J. Fleck going to Minnesota, re- revamping the culture of the program. Like part of what makes PJ Flex so successful is like his motivational, like positive energy stuff, like all the row the boat, like corporate nonsense. But guess what? <laughs> like that's that's what motivates people day to day. The dude comes in with like more energy than anybody else has, and it's contagious.
0: You see somebody living it, right? Exactly. I I understand what you're talking about. Yeah, I mean, I thought it was really like. The first time I read it, I was like, "Ah, this is a joke." And then it got more and more. And then they said that he's actually interested. And I, you know, I'm yeah, just over at no like, point. Please. Florida
1: State's come out and said he's a legitimate candidate. So until that happens, it's all just media speculation.
0: That's very true. Uh, Arkansas fired Chad Morris. Not surprising to see it happen, right? Uh, no,
1: uh, no I mean, not at all. Not not when you're watching the quarterbacks' decisions and now the. Getting beat up by the guy who left your program at a much (laughs) lesser school.
0: And he was the backup at at Western Kentucky to start the year, too. Like, I didn't even think about that. And uh, Nick brought that up. He's like, yeah, he wasn't even the starter for his second team that he left for. And uh, he was just starting because uh, I got—I can't remember who it is at at Western Kentucky, but he was hurt. So uh, Stephen Duncan, that's who it was. Uh, Duncan was hurt. So. You know, uh, I I just not surprising to see him go, even though it was kind of early in his tenure. You want to let things uh, grow and work and stuff. But it just was clearly not going to
1: work. Um, Dark days, dark days for Arkansas Two really bad coach. Well, just two coaching hires that panned out terribly. Right. I mean, I (laughs) I feel like both you felt like they were they were promising.
0: Yeah. Yeah. And. You know, I guess that's the nice thing about not succeeding is whatever, you get to hit reset on the button again and try this all over again. So there's nowhere to go but up, you know? So that's nice, I guess. Um, Moving on to player news here, uh, we had Colin Johnson tweak his hamstring against Kansas State. So, I mean, I wouldn't start him. He's barely played at all this season. So he's definitely so
1: good last week, though.
0: He He was. Look, he's really good. He's a good player, but... He is constantly hurt. He's lowering his draft stock right now. It sucks. You know, um, I hope he plays, but I don't think he does. So
1: so who's who's it? Iowa State this week? So the Iowa
0: State. Yeah. Devin Duvernay will get all the stuff again like he, he has been this whole season. So I just um,
1: we need to pull the sound clip of me bringing up Duvernay at the beginning of the year. Yeah. The yeah.
0: And Nick offered he offered to trade me Devin Duvernay. From Mike glass at the beginning of the season. And I said, no, (laughs) so I, I've been, I've been hearing it on Duvernay. Trust me. I don't have to, I don't have to physically hear you to hear you in my head talking about Duvernay (laughs) and Nick too. So uh, it's just, he hadn't done anything until this year and he took over LJ Humphrey's spot in the slot and he's been enormous ever since. So, uh, expect him to get fed, especially, even if Colin Johnson's playing, he's still getting a lot. Uh, Cordero is starting for Hawaii and, uh, this was something that we talked about a little bit before the season started. Cordero was their biggest recruit in history at Hawaii as far as, you know, star ratings and all that stuff goes. So, uh, mm-hmm. just Cole McDonald was so successful for a while, but, to the bench and Cordero had a big week too, didn't he? What was his stat line for this week?
1: Yeah, he did. Um, and I, that's why you think it's, it's his job going forward. They won, they beat San Jose state 23 of 31, 309 passing yards, three touchdowns through the air. But he brings a little bit of a rushing component as well. Um, 11 attempts, 55 yards and two touchdowns on the ground. Right. And won the week, one touchdown on the ground the week before that um, when he came in against Fresno.
0: Right. So I didn't even put him on this list because he's owned like he, and, and if he is, yeah,
1: he would have been the biggest pickup this, this week.
0: Right. And if he isn't, then you need to immediately go and add him to your roster. So uh, the
1: question is though, we're, you're either in the final week of your regular season or you're entering the first week of playoffs. Mm hmm. If you're sitting on Cole McDonald, are you dropping him? Yeah.
0: Yeah. Yeah, I'm dropping him. So I don't I didn't,
1: have... Didn't... I don't know. I just didn't need the roster space this week. I don't know. Maybe Cordero gets hurt. Maybe that's
0: just yeah. me. That, I mean, that's a possibility. Holding
1: just, on to a dead asset because he was pretty good for me this year.
0: Um, I mean, I if if... Look, the guy averaged thirty points a game, so it's not like he's a scrub or anything, right? Um, but Cordero—I don't
1: expect him to win the job back. It would take Cordero getting hurt,
0: right? And you know they're going up against UNLV this week, so uh, and looking at the plus-minus here, uh, Cordero is wow—he is only twenty-four percent owned. How is that possible? Uh, is
1: Probably he, a lot of dead, dead teams at this point.
0: Yeah, I'm looking to see if he is. Yeah, he's I think you've not abandoned available a couple. and not, not in a single league that I'm in. <laughs> I can tell <laughs> he's not available in anything. You yeah. own him in the Army League. Katie owns him in the, the Listener League. And then somebody owes him in every other league that I'm in. So uh, I, not
1: surprising here. But I scooped Edwards Hilaire instead of Jesus. Cordero um, in the Listener League. I needed a running back more than I needed a, an extra quarterback.
0: Yeah, and Edwards, uh, th- did you hear them saying L.A.R.? It's not Hell Air, it's L.A.R. during the
1: podcast. Uh, silent written... H.
0: Yeah, that's right. So uh, it, at least we know that now. Um, but oh, so, by the way. Yeah, go ahead.
1: Eric Pascal.
0: Eric Pascal. Oh, it's Eric Pascal, not Paschal. Yes. yes. Okay.
1: Yeah. Only because I watched him quite a few times at NOVA.
0: Okay. There we go. Uh, Eric Pascal. I thought it was Pascal and not Pashow, but I wasn't 100%. Thanks for clarifying. See, look, look at this. A listener helping me. Love it. Um, The uh, uh, let's see. What else? Oh, Vasher. TJ Vasher was suspended uh, three minutes before the game last week. I had no idea about it. So he got me a donut in a couple leagues and uh, he got a lot of people donuts, but I just don't know if he's still going to be suspended or not. So. You know, unless you hear anything different, you got to get them out of those lineups. So don't want to eat the donut. But um, the other stuff, Tony Jones is expected to play this weekend. Alan Bowman is going to redshirt this season for Texas Tech. So we'll see him back next year. And I think that's about all we got. Are we ready?
1: Uh, Sarat, man. Oh, Sarat is
0: out for the year, too. Right. So Mm -hmm. forgot to put that on there. I was going to mention that because Scotty Washington, I think, is a – interesting play or not play this week but we'll
1: scotty get- washington is not on the depth chart this week either what
0: this is a good week yeah. to lose all your whiteouts right before you play uh Clemson. <laughs> so well well let's talk about that in the position uh part which we're going to right now
1: it is ryan here and i have a question for you what do you do when you win
0: All right, start him, sit him. We're starting with quarterbacks, of course, here. And the very first one, I mean, you got to start him, but we just at least have to acknowledge the tough matchup that Jalen Hurts has against Baylor, right? Baylor undefeated.
1: Very tough defense, yeah. Um, But
0: you got to start him. Yeah,
1: there's no way I wouldn't.
0: Are you starting Sam Ellinger, who hasn't looked uh, nearly as well uh, against Iowa State? On the road at Iowa State, uh, a bunch of picks recently.
1: He has. Yeah. I still think it. I'm still. I'm still playing him.
0: Yeah, I think I'd still roll him too, but it's it's questionable. If you have a good match, would you rather have Cordaro? The rushing
1: TDs, man, is he just uh, running a little more tentative? Not. No.
0: Well, it is not running him at the goal line as much anymore. You know, it's more Rashawn Johnson and Ingram. And those guys, so, which is why I didn't want Ingram because I was afraid of Sam Ellinger with the rushing touchdowns, but it's been more Rashawn Johnson, so. Hasn't had
1: one since October 12th against Oklahoma.
0: Yeah, so, uh, I mean. But
1: one or two rushing touchdowns and all of a sudden he's, he's fine from a scoring perspective, so that's why I think I'm okay playing him against Iowa State.
0: Yeah, I mean, that's, uh, that's going to be a fun, tough game. That's for sure. Um, and then going on here to Malcolm Perry against Notre Dame on the road.
1: Notre Dame is much tougher than anything he's faced this season. I think that's my only, uh, I'd, I'd say no, man. Yeah, I, I, don't I don't think, think so I definitely. could play him against, against Notre Dame.
0: Yeah. Going up against Notre Dame. I mean, he's got a thousand rushing yards and 16 touchdowns, but it's been great. Yeah, he has been great, but I, I think that's too tough a matchup. I don't want to do it. Ah, uh, Justin McMillan at Temple.
1: Another tough matchup, but I think I'm I'm okay with this one.
0: Same. Ah, uh, Jamie Newman at Clemson with no targets, probably not, right? Nope. And he was bad last week too. Ah, uh, Notre Dame against Navy or Notre Dame. Ian Book. N- Notre Dame is against <laughs> Navy, but we're talking about quarterbacks. Ian Book against Navy. What do you think?
1: I think it's okay. Um, I'm I'm playing in this week. I think he's. He's shown the recovery these last two weeks against Virginia Tech and Duke, back uh, to normal.
0: Adrian Martinez still over fifty percent owned against Wisconsin. Can't do it, right?
1: I haven't touched him anywhere. <laughs> I honestly <I obviously> haven't.
0: <laughs> you're like that. <laughs> you're like the Nebraska's meme of, still
1: playing. I thought they were done.
0: <laughs> well, you know.
1: I thought uh, them and Purdue season was over.
0: Oh man, uh, you're like the uh, the gif of James Franco from what was the movie? That he was in with Seth Rogen, where they're uh, not Pineapple Express, but the one where they're in North Korea. You, you oh, know the, the GIF uh, I'm talking the about, where, where he, yeah, the dictator, where he stands up real weird, he bows up, and he looks at him like up and down. That's you when looking at Adrian Martinez. Like, why is he <laughs> even on this list? Why is he 67 percent Um Sam Howell at Pitt on Thursday night.
1: This is tough. Tough matchup. I still think he's been pretty good the last few weeks. And if you could do it against Virginia, I don't think pitch should scare you off. So I why, say yes.
0: Why is this game on Thursday night? Like, why would the Panthers and Steelers both play on a Thursday? That doesn't make any sense to me. But all right. I'm not running the schedule. Uh, Kelly Bryant for Missouri against Florida. No thanks, right? He's averaging under 20 uh, points anyway, so I don't want to mess with it's
1: I know. It's, it's, it, it's the... The hamstring, man, it's, it's, he's not healthy, right? You get a tough defense against defensive matchup against Florida. No, I agree. No.
0: All right. Going over to the ads and starts, uh, Jaden Daniels at 23%. He didn't play last week, but I think he got in on practice on Monday. It's either him or Joey Yellen, but Yellen looked pretty good, uh, last week as well. So what do you think about, uh, Jane Daniels at Oregon state?
1: I'd like to say yes. I would say yes if he were, uh, if he were healthy and, and known to be playing, but I don't know if it's worth sitting on on the uncertainty, especially since it's a later game on Saturday.
0: Uh, Jake uh, Jack Abraham for Southern Miss at UTSA. Yeah. Yeah, I think I'm
1: good. I know he I'm hasn't been what he was at the beginning of the season, but I don't know. I, I, I feel like he's someone you continue to re- go back to.
0: Uh, Quentin Harris against Syracuse. Yes, yeah, I think I'm a yes on him. I think as this is well. his
1: his reemergence. It, Notre this is, Dame was tough. He had Virginia in there. Yeah, UNC I mean, is not the the worst defense in the ACC.
0: Yeah, I mean, he has like like you said, he's been real bad recently. Twenty six points against Pitt. But then 16, 11, 18, and 9, you know, the bottom out against Notre Dame. So, which is the reason why we're not starting Perry. So, but I think, I mean, people have just been beating the in Jesus out of Syracuse. So, I like this matchup a lot. Uh, Skylar Thompson against West Virginia. Yes. Uh, Drew Plitt against Central Michigan
1: yes yeah i think i'm okay with Drew <laughs> as well
0: uh lane yeah. hatcher for coastal carolina is a
1: yes it should be but he hasn't he hasn't been great
0: no he hasn't um you want to say no on lane hatcher i'm okay with i'm
1: that. not gonna say no i'm just i'm tempering expectations a little bit so i'll still say yes but not expecting what we were getting earlier in the year
0: max duggan at um texas
1: tech This is another guy that's a little banged up, but... um, I don't think I want him.
0: I think he was good against Texas. Yeah. And that's it, so no thanks. Well,
1: no, he was good against Oklahoma State. Was he? Yeah, yeah. I mean, Baylor. Baylor's who tripped him up last week.
0: Okay. I I mean, look... Texas Tech,
1: you're scared of Texas Tech defense? I'm not scared
0: of Texas Tech. I just think that he was made to look good. By Texas specifically. I mean Texas make anybody look good He was good against, yeah, Texas and, and TCU. Other than that 20 points, 22.7 You know, he's just been okay is all So so I he's
1: I, he's uh, 16, 8, more of a 20,
0: 10, 20, 22 against Kansas State, 32 against Texas 28 against Oklahoma, 14 against Baylor. So uh I I'm just gonna leave him on the no list. Kyle Trask at Missouri. No. Me neither. Not enough there. Nope. Uh Keaton Slovis at Cal, and Keaton Slovis is banged up too. Probably no on him, right?
1: No. Uh
0: Levi Lewis at South Alabama. I actually kinda like that one.
1: I yeah, I know.
0: <laughs> uh Jake Luton again. Sitting the-
1: here just kind of like nodding to myself, like interesting. I <laughs> wonder if there's somewhere that I could uh Use a pickup like this this week.
0: (laughs) He's like, you just hear furious tapping. Uh, Jake Luton against Arizona State.
1: I can think of one place that I do have Luton, and it's like, would I rather have Lewis or Luton against Arizona State? I feel like I'd rather have Lewis against South Alabama, Yeah, me
0: too. A hundred percent. Absolutely.
1: So I still think Luton is a yes in deeper leagues, but we're talking deep.
0: Yeah, P5, deep league. Um, Hendon hooker at Georgia tech.
1: What's the deal with, uh, Virginia tech quarterbacks here. Who's healthy. Who's not.
0: I think hookers healthy. Uh, I don't know about Ryan. to be honest, this situation is kind of foobar for me. So no, thanks.
1: Yeah. Uh, Kyle
0: Loxley who looked good at UAB.
1: I don't think there's enough there.
0: No, so here's our guys that we're rolling with this week. It is uh, Jack Abraham, Quentin Harris, Skyler Thompson, Drew Plitt, Lane Hatcher, Tyler Huntley, Levi Lewis, and Jake Luton. So give me your top three. Top
1: three. I I kind of like Huntley. Huntley against UCLA.
0: Huntley against UCLA. I think Quentin Harris has to go up there.
1: Yeah, yeah, he he can go up there too. And probably uh, Plitt. Uh, yeah, between Plitt and hoping for a bounce back from from Abraham here. Or not, not necessarily a bounce back, but just like Normal. throwback to a, what he was uh, a couple weeks ago.
0: All right, going over the running backs here. I think it's going to be hard to sit a lot of these guys, but the first one here, DeAndre Swift at Auburn.
1: I'm still playing him. Still I think playing they're him. the better team.
0: Yeah. I think so, too. Um... I don't know. I guess I could see where people would want to sit him, but I, I'm I just I don't think I can do it. What about Josh Kelly at Utah?
1: This is <laughs> dicey. I I don't I don't want no no. I don't want okay. anything in that Utah defense. I mean I know he's just straight workhorse, but uh, there aren't many defenses like that in the country, let alone in the Pac-12. So when you look at his numbers. Um, this is the only team that's that's really playing defense at, at this kind of a level. Uh,
0: Kylan Hill against a pissed-off Alabama team. Uh, even though Clyde Edwards-Alaire was real good last week, I don't think we can start Kylan Hill.
1: Their Edwards-Alaire too. is... Yeah, yeah. I mean, it, LSU's offense as a whole is just, like, explosive. So it's not just a power running game, and that's... That's what LSU did to them. So I, right. I kind of veer on the no side for Kylin Hill. Uh, Justin
0: Henderson at Marshall, I think he's been too good recently. Got to roll with him.
1: Yeah. Yep.
0: Stevie Scott at Penn State.
1: I think no. I think Penn State proved that they can. Uh, I mean, I said go roll with Rodney Smith last week, and it was, it was a passing game. Secondary got exposed big time. They suck.
0: Yeah, I think that's the way to go too. Is to pass on them. Uh, Trey Barnett for Georgia State against Appalachian State.
1: That's tough. A tough <laughs> matchup. This is a good one. I like this. Uh, you really, really making me think. <laughs>
0: uh, let me. Uh, let me. No,
1: just... I, I, I think Appalachian State is just the better team.
0: App State fifty six in run defense. They're allowing one hundred and forty eight a game. I think they're the better team, too. But 178 carries is the most on this list for anybody, for Trey Barnett. What's,
1: what's the spread on this game?
0: Ooh. um, Let me look. I don't know. Uh, da, 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 da. App State.
1: 16.5 points. Ooh. I think Georgia State hangs in long enough. For Barnett to make an impact
0: I mean if it's a question that's a no right
1: yeah and at the same time they lost by 14 points to Louisiana Monroe and he still had 32 <laughs> carries and 190 yards
0: yeah, he gets a lot of carries so yeah volume play I mean that's a tough one but I think like like we say if it's questionable, okay I it's think a no. yes so yeah. you're gonna go with yes <laughs>
1: Thirty carries. I feel like I just talked myself into that. Yeah, because it's like <laughs> All right, you lose fine. by fourteen points, but that guy still had thirty-two carries. I know there's a lot of context <laughs> missing from that. It that could, could have the score could have opened up towards the end of the game. Right, right, right. I honestly just I'm going to go with my gut instinct and say no because I feel like Appalachian <laughs> State's the much better team, and if you take the lead early on. You're not gonna give him the opportunity to get 32 carries. No, no for
0: Trey Barnett. It's the one day we're crunched on time. We're talking about Trey Barnett. Oh, no. Uh Larry Roundtree against Florida's a no. No. Rodney Smith at Iowa's a no. Nope. And Brees Hall against Texas yes. is a yes. Absolutely. Yeah. <laughs> or we we know. Uh <laughs> how <laughs> <laughs> you start against Texas. That's just the way it goes. Your boy DK Billingsley uh for Troy at Texas State, till twenty-seven percent owned. Absolutely. Sincere McCormick against Southern Miss, 100% rolling him. He has been yeah. huge for them. Isaiah Spiller for A&M against South Carolina. Yes, yeah. right? Mm-hmm. Andrew Clare at Miami, Ohio uh, tomorrow, oh, yeah. or today as you're listening to this, Wednesday. Yes. Um, and Valade at Utah State. Yes. <laughs> Javian Hawkins for Louisville it. at NC State.
1: Uh, I picked him up a couple places last week. He was okay against Miami, and they got smashed. So I I still think he's a good play.
0: Uh, Cameron Scarlett at Washington State.
1: What did he do last week? Nothing against Colorado. No. No? Beat okay. It. Beat it. Get out of here. Who needs you? It uh, <laughs> <laughs> spurned me last week.
0: Trey Minter for South Alabama against Louisiana Lafayette.
1: I mean, it's, it, it's middle of the road. Like, I'll say yes, but I'm just... If, you, if you're looking at Minter, he's probably one of the only options you have.
0: Uh, George Halani. Now, I'm not sure if Mahone is... How hurt is Mahone? Is he going to miss the rest of the year, or what's going on with him? Is he coming back or not? I haven't checked in. I don't own him anywhere. Let's see. This says this just says he. it's an undisclosed injury, and he missed the game against San Jose State. So I'll just say this. If you don't hear anything about... Uh, the the running game and George Halani is available, and they're playing New Mexico. You absolutely start him, right?
1: Yeah, um, I'm just trying to look myself. Uh, kind of it was all Halani last week. Yeah, unfortunately, they only had 11 carries. Mahone did not play. Van Buren had three carries, so they like didn't run the ball at no. all.
0: Uh, they were down a lot in that game, too. So I just, you know, New Mexico's middle of the pack. Boise State likes to run. I think they can get running downhill, especially playing oh, at home. right. So
1: Chase Cord played last week, too. Right,
0: Cord played for Bachmeyer. yes. Um,
1: so that's going to hurt the offense. Wyoming running the ball, keeping it slow. I think he's a start this week against New Mexico. I don't think they're bringing as much to the table as Wyoming did last week.
0: Darius Anderson at Texas oh. Tech.
1: No, I'll drop. I dropped. I just dropped him.
0: <laughs> Dion Jackson against Syracuse.
1: Sewell's yeah. taken over as the primary back. I think it was a dynasty league too. So I, I was like, senior year. I don't care. You're dead to me. Yeah, right. <laughs> you're dead to me. <laughs> <laughs> you're dead to me. Uh, Dion Jackson against Syracuse. You were great for like two or three weeks. Like you said. Yeah, it's like a college, was, college fling
0: at Texas. Uh, he was bad against Texas. And if you can't run against Texas, you can't run against anybody. Uh, I'm rolling Dion Jackson against Syracuse, Caleb Huntley against Central Michigan.
1: Central Michigan's tough against the run. I kind of veer on the no side. Uh, Trayvon Hughes for UTEP at UAB. No.
0: Trey Harbison for NIU at Toledo tonight, Wednesday night.
1: Should we even say that one? Oh, t- tonight. Yeah, we're it's technically Tuesday. Yeah, yeah, uh, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yes, yes. Yes. Toledo's not been great against the run. Uh,
0: James Gilbert for West Virginia, uh, or for Kansas State against West Virginia. Because I think Jordan Brown got hurt, too. So he should be getting a lot of carry. He should keep Seymour. What's the, I,
1: what's the... Yeah, I mean, his his status is unclear. So that's if that's a game-time decision, I'm probably... I'm good on Gilbert. No, uh, thanks.
0: Um, Shakeef Seymour for Toledo against NIU.
1: Yes, because Brian Kobach's status is still kind of uncertain.
0: That's today, Wednesday as well. And your boy Journey Brown against Indiana, I think that's a yes too, right?
1: Probably. I mean, they didn't go to Ricky Slade much at all, and Noah Kane is banged up. Didn't all right. Play.
0: So top three running backs, who do you got here?
1: See, Seymour's got to be in there if Kobach doesn't play.
0: Okay. Seymour um, at the top.
1: Validay's gotta be up there.
0: Yeah, Validay's been looking good.
1: Billingsley's probably, probably up Billingsley,
0: there. yeah. I think that's your top your top ones right there. I, I kinda like if uh if we know that Mahone isn't playing, I like uh Helani I a mean. lot too. So
1: well, um, we thought last week. But uh what's Bachmeyer's status too, right? Offense in disarray, it's much harder.
0: Yeah, yeah, it's true. I think New Mexico State offers a little bit of an easier matchup, but or New Mexico. If there was New Mexico State, I would start the backup running back. I would start Van Buren, get three carries, he'll have a hundred yards. So but against New Mexico, it makes it a little tougher. Uh moving quickly through the wideouts, because I do have another recording in about ten minutes here. Uh C D Lamb at Baylor. Yes, yes, right? Oh yeah. Even with this fumble. Uh Isaiah Hodgins against Arizona State. Yes. Yes. And then Devin DuVernay Duvernay, against Iowa State. Yes. Tyler Johnson against Iowa. Yes. Uh, Michael Pittman against Cal. I think I'm still saying yes. He still gets high volume.
1: Yeah, I'm good.
0: Uh, Denzel Mims against Oklahoma.
1: I think they need him in this game.
0: Uh, T. Higgins against Wake Forest.
1: They don't necessarily need him, but I still think yes.
0: Uh, Brian Edwards at Texas A&M. Yes.
1: Uh, yes, yeah. Mm-hmm.
0: Uh, Rashad Bateman at Iowa. I,
1: I was terrible <laughs> last week by saying, no, 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 you know, I don't need him. I mean, these dudes are good. Yeah, they both are. Both of them. I, uh, I, I,
0: it, this one's tough, though. At Iowa, I think I'm going to say no. Okay. Uh, Scotty Washington at Clemson, no.
1: We just said, yeah, he's not even playing
0: seth williams uh against Uga is a no jalen rager is a no they can't get him the ball demonte ah. coxie and he's banged up rager's banged yeah. up too. Uh, yeah demonte coxie for memphis at houston yes. yes uh chase claypool against navy yes. yes uh Demetric felton at utah no for me mm, yeah
1: yeah that's a no. He hasn't
0: been good recently either. Tyler Vaughn's at Cal. I'll say no. I'll take Pittman for the volume, but no on Vaughn's. And J.D. Spielman yeah. is a no thank you. So mm-hmm. uh, going over, about
1: Wandale. Would you go Wondell?
0: Wondell's banged up, though, isn't he? I know he was hurt in the last game they played. I know they had a bye week last week, but I think he still might last be Last two weeks up.
1: he's had six catches, seven catches. His last week, last week was probably their bye week.
0: Yeah, last week was their bye week. So,
1: um, I'm still probably going to say no, just just real quick. I shouldn't have even thrown it outward. No, that's fine.
0: Time. He just – he had – I guess he got hurt
1: on – I'd rather Wandale than Spiel, Spielman right now.
0: Yeah, you, you know what? That's that's a good way to put it. Uh, I would definitely say that. Uh, the pickups and starts, Kalen Geiger for Troy at Texas State. He's been good.
1: I think yes. that's a Yes.
0: Yes. Thank you, Marv Albert. Tommy Brown for UNC at Pitt. Yes. Uh, I can't stop saying no to him, but yes. <laughs> Maurice French uh, for Pitt against UNC. Yes. yes. Um, uh, Khalil Pimpleton for Central Michigan at Ball State.
1: Your favorite.
0: <laughs> you yes. choose. Yeah, not me. Yes. Uh, Juwan uh, Johnson for Oregon against Arizona. Apparently, Yes. <laughs> Uh Andrew Parchment for Kansas at Oklahoma State.
1: They they need to score points, right? Yep. Yes.
0: Um Justin Hall for Ball State against uh Central Michigan.
1: Yes. Yes.
0: <laughs> I can't get over your Marv Albert. Yes. It's killing <laughs> me. Uh Damon Hazelton at Georgia Tech.
1: No. No.
0: Boo! We have a no. Uh, C.O.C. Mariner for Utah State against Wyoming. See,
1: I mean, he finally decided to show up, huh? (laughs) I did. I did see Love also decided to show up. Look um, who decided to show. Pretty much. (laughs) Wyoming. I say no.
0: No for uh, Mariner. Okay. I am.
1: Wyoming slows the game down. Slows down the offense. Uh,
0: Brandon Mack for Temple against uh, Tulane
1: burned me last week no
0: no all right um jamon ospin for texas a&m against south carolina yeah i think this is a decent one yeah i like that one too uh Jayden blue for temple against tulane no thanks no. uh jamarcus bradley yes mm-hmm. yes Louisiana. yes against south <laughs> alabama uh jalen red for oregon against arizona I think anyone against yeah. Arizona is a good start,
1: so I'm okay with Yeah, that. I mean it's it's not like a huge ceiling, but yeah. Uh
0: Sh- uh Khalil Shakir for Boise State against New Mexico.
1: I just I would have a hard time trusting him with with cord in there even though last week he scored a rushing touchdown. So I don't give That's that's not something that's going to occur on a week-to-week basis. Right.
0: You can't give that too much credence. Absolutely. Um, And then Desmond Patton for Washington State against Stanford. No, no. Uh, Let's see. This says Bachmeyer will be in uniform for Saturday's game, but that doesn't mean he will be playing.
1: Uh, Even if I did say yes to Shakir, it's really low on the list.
0: Cornelius McCoy for Georgia State uh, against App State. No. Uh, Antonio Nunn for Buffalo at Kent State on a Thursday.
1: I think this is a no, but... Uh,
0: they just run the ball too much to be
1: counted on. He's been so game. good the last few weeks, though. So. Yeah, that's number, why I put him on clear the list. cut number one, like, has, more, like, has twice the amount of the second most wide receptions on the team. I say yes for this one. You're say I like yes? this actually. Yeah. Okay, I,
0: I'm I'm all right with that. He's
1: becoming a big, big part of the offense.
0: Uh, Tony Nicholson, pick him up in a dynasty league today. Tony Nicholson for New Mexico State against Incarnate Word. Ooh. I think I'm okay with that. Where did you
1: find this guy? Now.
0: <laughs> <laughs> uh, he's got 49 catches. That's why I found him. And he's only eight percent owned, but
1: worth a shot for yeah. a team like this.
0: Uh, Darnell Mooney for Tulane at Temple.
1: Tough matchup.
0: He's been good, though.
1: Been good. He's an okay, you know, you're in a really deep league. Um...
0: I'd say no, then. Uh, Quentin Morris for Bowling Green at Miami of Ohio tonight on a Wednesday. I'll just say no on that. I think we got enough here. Uh, So who are the top three? These guys are all pretty solid matchups here
1: hmm Geiger
0: Geiger's one all right I'm on it
1: yep he's
0: 40% on too all so can he may you may
1: deny be what's going back. on with Juwan Johnson here
0: uh yeah against Arizona it's a great matchup too so yeah let's roll with him he's only played three games I'm but... saying that
1: right now <laughs>
0: <laughs> he was he had seven catches for 106 yards and three touchdowns are you really that surprised you're saying that
1: yeah, I am. I watched him play for
0: <laughs> what three years? Uh, well, three touchdowns wake anybody up. And then who's the last? I'll of always, the
1: three? I'll always owe him that catch in in the at the end of the Iowa game as time expired to win that one. <laughs> that that is who Juwan Johnson will forever be in my mind.
0: Yeah, I mean uh, that's just how it has to be sometimes.
1: Bradley's decent in there. It's uh, yeah, been good. What's that?
0: Bradley's been good. I like him. Um, I kind of like this Nicholson matchup, too.
1: Nicholson's your, your dumpster dive against, special of the yeah, week. Yeah,
0: against Incarnate Word. I'm all about yes! it. So.
1: Yes.
0: Yes. <laughs> 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 all right. That is going to wrap it up for us on the College Fantasy Football Edition. Uh, who does uh, Penn State
1: play this week? Indiana. 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 Racking into the top twenty five Indiana and the, it's, uh, I think on Reddit that uh, was it Purdue is now the the longest standing team in a power five conference that like longest time since being ranked in the top twenty five really previously Indiana
0: man, they started out pretty well last year. I guess didn't they lose to Northwestern then rattle off a bunch of wins and then they beat Ohio State and then lost to Eastern Michigan. They've been pretty up and down, Purdue.
1: Been, yeah, it so. went downhill pretty quick. As a Rondale Moore owner, I can I can confirm that.
0: Yeah. Yep. Yeah. At least I got him in a dynasty league, so I have them next year. Uh, but that is gonna wrap it up for us on this edition. The Longhorns. Um, I don't know. You know, they're ranked 19, but they're on the road against Iowa State. This just feels like a year that they lose to Iowa State, even though they're favored by or no Iowa State favored by six and a half. Over
1: I'm not shocked by that one bit.
0: Ooh, okay. You know what? That's gonna give them a little inspiration to play with. Now I think I'm back on my Longhorn side here.
1: <laughs> so
0: I think if they yep. were like if they were favored going into this game because they also got ranked. Easy this week, to back
1: the underdog.
0: Yeah, yeah. I I think it's uh, I think that's gonna give them a little bit of inspiration. And you know, Tom Herman pretty good as an underdog as well. So. Uh, But that is going to do it for us. Remember, you can follow us on the Twitter at Bogman Sports at Lord underscore Blazer, B-L-A-S-E-R. And good luck in all your matchups, and we'll see you next week. Hook them. We are.